Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner in crime for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, your vocation, your spiritual life, or maybe your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Hello again, and welcome to Next Step Leadership. My name is Chris Maxwell, and I'm honored to have my friend Tracy Reynolds uh, with me, and we're having conversations together about leadership, and as we just kind of glance out the window from the present, looking into the future, uh, what will leaders be like in the future? What can we learn in the present to prepare ourselves and others better for this future of the unknown and the uncertain? Uh, Tracy, talk to us uh, about the guest that we have with us again today. Well, we still have Graham Maxwell with us for our second round. Uh, Boy, the first was so rich. Thank you so much for being our guest, man. Graham, again, is the assistant men's basketball coach at Emmanuel College. He also does some teaching there, and he is the dad to two lovely granddaughters for you. And he and his wife, Jenny, are just amazing people and outstanding citizens. And we're so glad to have you, buddy. Man, thanks again. He's bragging on you, Graham. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, some of that weird space of I've got father-son here, which is a really, really fun thing. Uh, before we do anything else, we started just a little bit of it to talk about you, but I'd love to hear a bit of your story. Yeah, so I played at. Um, I'll just. I'll start with. Uh, I'll start with my time at Emmanuel College. I'm originally, yeah, obviously from Orlando, Florida. Moved up to Georgia, and then I, I played, signed um, to play basketball at Emmanuel College. Um, played there for four years. Um, you know, during my senior year, I think like a lot of seniors in college, they have no idea what they're wanting to do. Um, I didn't want anything to do with basketball. I was. Um, kind of banged up and injury had a lot of injuries and I was just you know done with done with basketball and so I was looking into you know my major um, was psychology and so I was wanting to be a a marriage and family counselor and I was going to visit different grad schools and I was just like man what am I doing (laughs) I can't get away from basketball this is insane so um, you know, I, I called up my my coach, who is you know my boss now, TJ Rosine, the head coach at Emmanuel, and I said, "Hey, I, I'm actually getting some job offers to coach at different places, which I had at the time. I was, I don't want to come back for anyone unless it's you know for you. I'd love to work for you." And he said, "All right, we don't really have a position, but we'll make a position." And so I came back and you know essentially volunteered for four years of my life doing side things to make some money and living with my parents for a little bit and um, and then just worked my way up and this was my ninth year being an assistant at Emmanuel and next year will be my 10th so I've spent my entire coaching life at Emmanuel College. Wow that's outstanding. Yeah. Well what made you want to coach in the first place? What, what was What was that thing? So it's actually unique. I, I visit. So I worked at this camp up in New York in the summer for it was about nine weeks. Um, I went up there and uh, I worked with basketball kids. So as soon as I graduated, I was like, "Hey, let me go explore the world." And I just went up to New York and worked this camp. And you know, kids stay the entire time up there. And I just was able to be the basketball instructor up there for another guy and. And I just was like, man, I'm reaching these kids through basketball. And I just, I loved it. And I, and I am so competitive. 
you know, me and my wife, we talk about it all the time, but she still holds grudges against me. And I hold grudges against her for like card games we lost to two years ago. You know, I'm just, I'm competitive and I love it. And I just, you know, I, I couldn't get out of that like coaching mind and just basketball. But more importantly, just to be able to impact lives is what I found I was doing. And I was like, man, my life has been impacted, you know, by basketball and, and I would love to do the same for others. And so that's just kind of all came full circle. Well, that's great, Graham. Thinking back, uh, you know, to those times we were unsure of the steps you would take and, and how it all worked out for you to be a, a leader, mm-hmm. you know, one of these next step leaders in working there at Emmanuel College. What is the other, uh, the, you know, the other company that you're a part of and working with, with Coach Rosine? Yeah, so I work for a company um, year-round. Um, we run, you know, camps throughout the summer. It's called PGC Basketball. And, and man, I can't speak enough about how, PGC Basketball. Honestly, PGC, it's called Point Guard College Basketball, but PGC Basketball. And so I can't speak enough about them. And, and they have had just as big an impact on who I am as a husband, you know, as a father, in my relationship with Jesus. Um, at, yeah, their, their impact has been so great on me in my life. And um, honestly, I, I get to speak to hundreds of kids every single summer. Um, and so throughout my time, I've been working for them for nine years as well, going on nine years. Wow. And um, they've developed me into a speaker. Um, and so I can go and speak and speak with confidence. Where <laughs> the first couple of times I get up there to speak, it's like, I didn't know what I was going to say. And so they've just, they have developed me into a man in a lot of different ways and so um, the good thing about pgc is it it is aligned with who i am as a person we get out there their basketball camps their five day you know intensive basketball camps and but um, we we have classroom sessions so i get to lead a classroom session three times a day and this podcast is basically what we are telling them about every single every single classroom uh, every single day in the gym, we teach them basketball habits that'll serve them to play at the next level. But more importantly, and this is what fires me up about PGC is I get to teach them how to be a leader that'll serve them for life. Very wow, cool. that's good. Well, what are some of those good takeaways from what you are teaching uh, through just your coaching role at Emmanuel, but also through PGC? Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you three things that I have I have felt like have been the biggest um, influencers in my life, in my path, in my direction that I feel like have impacted a lot of people along the way as well. Um, So uh, my first year in coaching, I was unsure if I wanted to stay in it. I was like, I don't know if this is what I want to do. And I had a mentor of mine who was my youth pastor. um, And I came to him like, hey, man, I I need some advice outside of basketball advice. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. You know, this is this is not what I imagined. And he just asked me a question. He said, you know, are you giving this job all you can offer? And I thought about it and I thought, well, not really. And he said, well, you don't truly know if this is what you want, if you have like one foot in and one foot out. And to this day, I think that one single question has impacted my life more than any other because you know, you think about it as leaders, all of us are leaders in this room. It's hard to leave lead with one foot in and one foot out. And so I had to fully jump into the deep end and learn how to swim. And once I started swimming, I'm like, oh man, I love this. <laughs> I, I tried to get out a couple more times. Like I can't I can't get out of coaching, but that one question is, 
you know, am I all in or am I halfway in? And you can't be halfway in in anything you do. Um, So that was the first thing. The second thing that has prepared me for many trials in my life and I know has is is preparing me for trials that are going to come. And it's just this viewing everything through the lens of, you know, whatever happens is for my best interest. And that's not an easy pill to swallow. Uh, something really bad could happen, and I'm just viewing it through the lens of, well, this is for my best interest. It's on me to figure out how I can grow in this mm-hmm. situation. And that is, you know, strictly from PGC and, you know, the president, Mono Watsa, who is, man, he's unbelievable. You guys need to get him on here next. Uh, but he's awesome. But that is something that he is, you know, instilled within me as well. And, you know, the last thing I think is a combination of Emmanuel and PGC and TJ Rosing does such an amazing job of this. It is, you know, every player we interact with, every person we interact with, you know, choosing to believe that um, they are doing the best they can with what they know. Mm-hmm. And that oftentimes as, as a coach, but, you know, as leaders, we just like, man, they are not where they need to be or they keep messing up. They keep doing the same thing. And it's on us to say, well, why are they messing up? Why do they keep making the same mistakes? And I think oftentimes it goes back to they've just never been taught that mm-hmm. thing or they've never been held accountable to what we are trying to hold them accountable to. Yeah. And so viewing it from... Um, they're just doing the best they can with what they know and it's on us to teach them Mm. and it's you know oftentimes as coaches we want players to be you know really really good and we want them to be you know the best they possibly can be basketball skill set wise or if they can't do it you know the new thing now is to just transfer out and bring in somebody else Mm. in who's already ready Um, but I do believe a lost art is developing players <laughs> like yeah. we we got to be okay with doing some hard stuff if we want to see the the end results of man i we got them there and yeah. they weren't there when we started so those are the three biggest takeaways i would say mm. man i love that all in right it's the first one right second one was yeah whatever happens is for my best interest you know i, I as you were talking about that i was thinking about gosh it's been almost a year ago when your mother was really sick. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't talk about that much because it's hard to talk about. Yeah. But, but we know you lost your mom. And um, wow. So you've, that's, I know it's not just words on a page. It's right. just not, but, but man, how did, how did you get through that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, I think family and like people around you, um, it's why it's so important to have others around you because the amount of love that people showed us during that time was people I haven't heard from in forever. They just heard through the school system, you know, and um, it it just, it meant a lot. Like, okay, you know, I I feel like my mom is going to be okay. But just the people, to know that people were thinking about us and praying for us was, yeah, it it is. I mean, it meant a lot. I would say that's how we we got through. But even in the midst of that, just knowing... it's easy to teach that stuff sometimes. I mean, right. it's never easy. Okay, granted. Uh, and if you're really into the person's life you're, you're sharing with, you care about that, and you're not trivializing that. But when you're walking that out, not only are you walking that out for yourself and for your family and your children, but all those players were watching how you dealt with it yeah. too. So is that just something Coach Maxwell says on the court, or is that something, no, it's deeper than that? Mm-hmm. It's powerful. Yeah. I think being honest as well. 
Mm. You know, that I think that is that forms bonds that can rarely be broken. Yeah. And that is just honesty. You know, when players would come and talk to me, I would just be honest. And right. that that had that developed a stronger relationship between me and that player that was asking how was I doing. Right. And if I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good because again, we want to put on this perception of I've got it all figured out. Um but that Yeah, but but, yeah. but Graham, people don't learn from that. Right. People Aren't you finding that that I lead from my vulnerability, and when I'm real, when I'm honest, when I'm authentic, when I actually just share appropriately, of course, because uh, sometimes you, you don't want to get in the gritty details. It's not necessary, but just to say, man, I'm struggling today. This is hard. Thank yeah. you for asking. Yeah. That's we, yeah, we could get going down on a rabbit trail on this, but <laughs> people often say, you know, like, man, we can't deal with today's kids. You can. You just have to get vulnerable with them. Mm. They're desperate for honest conversations and vulnerable conversations because everything in their life life is such a surface level thing. Mm. You got to think about social media. I didn't grow up with social media, but now it's like taking our entire world by storm. Everything they see is not real. (laughs) Mm. It is not real. And so they're crying out, trying to have vulnerable, honest conversations and that's how you reach today's generation is be open and be honest. And ask. Ask open-ended questions and listen. Just stay there and listen. Uh, I was thinking about a conversation I had with a student a few weeks ago, and uh, and they had to come see me because of some poor decisions they had made. And, and they, I, I have great relationships with many of our students, but I did not know this student personally. And so they didn't know what they were going to get into. It's like, what is Pastor Chris like? <laughs> and they, don't, they don't, didn't know me well enough to know. I'm just a nice guy, you know. And, but I asked them a few questions, and I reminded them that they're not going to get in trouble telling me the truth. I'm a confidential source. You can be honest and transparent. And so they started telling me just a few stories and I just stayed there with them and I asked them deeper questions and I and I gave them a chance to tell their story before it ended we were both crying and it, it was one of those moments where I, I could tell that they were desperate for an opportunity to tell their story and so I was I was happy about that that they were willing to tell their story. I was sad for all of the disappointments they'd experienced in life, and I was also sad when they told me that they, this is what they said to me, Graham. They said, "No one has ever wanted to hear my story." Hmm. Yeah, and wow. if we are leaders for for this generation and the generations that are all merging together in this world of now, that's how we have to lead by listening. Something you said earlier that um, they don't know what they don't know. You know, they're they're doing the best they can with the knowledge that they have. That is such a wonderful reminder. Uh, and I want to go back to something you you were encouraging each of us to not write off this next generation, but to step out of our into our own discomfort because it's probably not. It's just a lack of comfort thinking that, you know, I don't know how to reach them. Yes, you do. It's the same way somebody reached you. It wasn't a sermon. It was a person. It was a relationship. It was somebody that cared enough to care about me and show me that through just showing up and shutting up, I guess. Right. Yeah. I mean, this, especially after the, I guess we're still in the pandemic. <laughs> I mean, maybe on the, the tail ends of it, but this, there's still a lot going on. There's people yeah. without a doubt still struggling with this and, our world has changed. 
And if we want people to accommodate us and we want people to reach us where we're at, I just, uh, to me, it's it's as clear as day. But if we want that from other people, we need to be willing to do that for other people. Meet them where they're at, especially this generation. Um, if we're trying to reach the lost, then I think it's in the words. We actually need to go out and actually reach the lost, mm-hmm. not sit for the lost to come to us because they won't. So good. Yeah, yeah. Graham, what are some final takeaways before we end this end this conversation? Things that you would like to um, just state again, or for maybe for the first time, for people to be willing to take the next step. Yeah, I do believe the next step is just is taking a step. And we had a we had a guy in uh, won't say any names, but he was a senior and he's kind of figuring out his life. And you know, we're we're believers. All of us are believers here and. Um, you know, he's like, well, I, I want to make this decision. Like, here's the pros and the cons, and I've made a list. And you know, but but I also think this decision over here, like, what he's figuring out for his next chapter in life, and and I could relate. I'm a I am a I do all these personality profiles. I am as about as high of a thinker as you can get. I mean, I I'm one of these guys. You know, like I, I hold the gun and I aim, and I'm like aim, aim, <laughs> aim, aim. Aim, 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 and then shoot. Or people are like, shoot, then aim. Um, and so I am, I am a high thinker, and I work through that. But I can relate to that. You know, our player was in there, and he was just open and honest, and he was just saying, you know, I don't. But if this decision and this decision, and you know, we were just all together as a staff, and and it was just saying, you know, I told him, hey, you're gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if we truly believe the God that we serve is big and mighty. I really don't believe there's anything you can do that's outside that's of so of his love and plan. You know, his game plan, speaking it in coach's terms, right? If you make this decision, you know what? You're going to be okay. And if you decide to go to decision B, you're probably going to be okay. You know, it comes down to what do you believe? What have you prayed through um, to decide, you know what? This decision gives me the most peace Graham, thank you so much uh, for your stories and for this time together. And Tracy, it's always an honor to have these conversations with you as we are learning together how to let our next steps be our best steps. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Hey, do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans. And new music is coming soon. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday, so join us next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I know what to do.